Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause Oh, it's Monday morning. Yes, it is. And it's it's Text Talk. (laughs) It's exciting. Start a new week, start a new chapter. It's like a, a a brand new week of text talk with no mistakes in it yet. No, because <laughs> we just started recording. We just started. And it's beautiful. We don't want to mess that up. So, hey, let's just go ahead and jump into 1 John chapter 2. I'll read it. That'll give us a whole other three minutes without any mistakes. <laughs> well, you have a lot of confidence in your ability to read, sir. <laughs> so go ahead. 1 John chapter 2. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him, if we keep his commandments. Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. The world is passing away along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that it might become plain that they all are not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I write to you, not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. 
And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Amen. Well, there are some exciting things and themes uh, emerging in this chapter. Too many. Yeah. Uh, th- well, <laughs> there's many. a lot for, for, <laughs> we, for we our are, five talks. We are not going to get it to talk about everything in this chapter this week. It's but, just, just not going to be able to do it. My hope is the things that we talk about, though, certainly will be helpful and and our high points. But, you know, no way. This you, is you hope that what we talk about will be helpful. Yeah, well, I, I do. <laughs> it's one. It's one of my hopes. <laughs> Every time we turn these mics on. I was hoping it would be useless this week. But I was going to say, well, I was going to say, perhaps this is one of those texts, one of those chapters where we remind everybody, hey, if you have particular comments and questions, send us an email. We'd love to Text hear it. TextSocketChristiansMeetHere.org. Maybe a little more discussion this week over on the Facebook page. I'm just throwing that out there. But we are going to do our best to be talking about those high points and to be helpful. And talking about high points I, and to be helpful. The very first thing I just I, I want to drive this home because last week we talked about this issue of confession. And I know that for me and for many hearing that John is not actually telling us if you have a particular legal infraction, the way to deal with that is to make sure to mention it in prayer so that God can forgive it. That's not what he's saying. What he was saying is that some people deny sin But those who want to have forgiveness from God need to admit sin. And very much like that tax collector, God be merciful to me, the sinner. Sure. I know when we say that, the initial objection and reaction is, are you saying then that sin doesn't matter? We can just we can just keep on sinning because, hey, I admit that I'm a sinner and so sin is okay. No, we're not. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that. And John wasn't saying that. And the struggle is there's a chapter break right there. But if we if we remove that chapter break, we would have realized that in the very next sentence, John dealt with that anticipated objection. He says, look, I'm writing to you so that you may not sin. I'm not writing to you so that you will sin. I'm not writing to you so that you'll think sin is okay. I'm not writing to you so that you'll go out and dismiss sin because you're like, hey, I'm in Jesus, and Jesus just automatically forgives everything. That's not it. He's saying, I'm writing to you so that you won't sin. And so this, I think, resonates a little bit with a teaching in Romans chapter 6 when the Apostle Paul is talking about the wonderful grace of God and how when there is sin, grace multiplies, grace magnifies, and maybe some people were wondering there, well, are you saying then we can just sin? In Romans chapter 6 and verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? I'm not necessarily wanting to get into all of the significance of baptism right there, but the point being that, no, when we learn about grace, when we learn about forgiveness in God, it's never about a permission to keep on sinning. Rather, it is go sin no more. And the blessing is the release of penalty, the release of guilt for our sins. In a similar vein, we come to 1 John 2. I write this so that you may not sin. But if you sin. But if you do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so we're also, um, you know, the Lord is real. When our heart's desire is to follow him and trust him and to obey him, we still may fall short. Right. Okay. Not permission to sin, but dealing with this weak 
flesh, there still may be sin. And in fact, not only may there still be sin, that is what the last paragraph pointed out. If I said that I don't, I'm lying. Correct. So th- this is the balance. It, again, it's that amazing paradox that the person who says I'm not sinning, I never sin, is the one who's walking in darkness, while the person who admits, yeah, I sin, is the one who's walking in the mm-hmm. light. Just a, a fantastic picture that we see there. But John is not saying when you're walking in the light, just go ahead and sin. Correct. And in fact, let's go back. Right now, as we're having these conversations this week, I'm, I'm preparing a lesson in the series that I've done over the last year from the name of the Lord in Exodus 34, 6 mm-hmm. and 7. Yeah. And we're, we're just about done with that. The, the name of the Lord, 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 a God merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in chesed, steadfast love, and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. Man, that is so beautiful. It we is. love that. All of those things are positive. Every, every step of the way, God is saying, let me tell you the kind of God I am. I'm the kind of God that is looking for reasons to forgive you. I am the kind of God that is saying, I'm going to keep my promises to you. I'm the kind of God that says, I want to wipe your sins out. I want to wipe your sins away. And but then To has, save you. In order to save you, yes. In order to save you. I'm not the God who goes around wanting to zap people. You guys Mm -hmm. think I'm this God that wants to zap. That's not who I am. I am the God who is gracious and merciful. But he anticipates the objection. He says, now look, guys, I've said all of this. Don't misunderstand. I will by no means clear the guilty. Mm -hmm. I will by no means clear the guilty. So if what you want to do is despise my covenant, just disobey it, rebel against it, you're going to get punished. God is a God with boundaries. And that's it's the same. Yeah, it's the boundaries, same. that's great. And so he is a holy God, and he was a just God. Yeah. And he is all of these things. Yes. And what he wants is to draw us into his holiness, wipe away our unholiness so that we can be there in fellowship with him. But if we're not going to walk with him, if we're not going to come into that light, exposing our sin, letting him deal with that yes. sin, we're not going to be there. Yeah. Which gets us to the, but if you do. But if you do. If we have time to talk about that. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. I got to tell you, when, when I read that word advocate, my mind gets transported to some courtroom scene yeah, where here I am sitting here at the table and God the Father is up in the black robe as the judge and an advocate, someone who's going to stand up and speak on my behalf. Yes, is that the best picture, though, for advocate? It's a possible picture, but I'm not sure that it's the best picture. Okay. And because the word here, you ready, is paraclete. <gasps> paraclete? And, yeah. Folks who have heard sermons on paraclete, that'll that'll ring a bell because that's folks the word. Folks who have listened to text talk have heard about paraclete. <laughs> that's it'll true. ring a bell. That's right, because we talked about it in the Gospel of John. We did. And in the Gospel of John, we find that word paraclete in John 14, 16, John 14, 26, John 15, 26, John 16, 7. And if you remember, every time there, it referred to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And But there we heard things like helper, mm-hmm. counselor, Comforter. encourager comforter Mm -hmm. that's the same word here now the word literally is the idea of one who comes alongside Mm -hmm. and it can be used in multiple ways and one of the ways is like the person who comes alongside the guy in court and speaks on his behalf which is where advocate has come from yeah but but consider every other time john has used it it's not the idea of legal advocate it's more the idea of the strengthener the supporter the encourager who's going to come along i think a better approach to this is rather than saying, I mean, God has already said through the the first couple of, uh, 
in our discussion last week through John that what God does is he forgives our sins. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's now moving to just giving us the mechanics of that. I don't think he's saying if you do sin, hey, the reason you're forgiven is because Jesus advocates on your behalf and it'll all be okay. I do not believe that what John is saying is don't sin, but if you do, no biggie, Jesus will smooth it over with God and you'll be okay. I don't think that's what he's saying. I think what he's saying is if you sin, don't sin. Walk in the light, don't sin, but if you do, we have a supporter. Yeah, we have we, a helper. We have a helper. We have a comforter. We have a strengthener. And who is it? It's the righteous Jesus Christ mm-hmm. who is with the Father. Yeah. What, what do we have? We have a person who actually walked through this life and didn't sin. We have a comforter, a strengthener, an encourager who's actually done all of this, and he did it right. And so, look, I'm telling you, don't sin, but if you do rely more on Jesus. He will strengthen you. He will Now look, forgiveness is a part of that. Yeah. But it's not the whole of that. The forgiveness that wipes my sins away, but now the strengthening and the support and the encouraging so that I can be victorious and overcome sin. And I think that leads us then into verse 2. This paraclete Jesus Christ himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only but also for the whole world and so it ties us back to this work of Christ and the salvific work of Christ on the cross to uh, satisfy right well let's tie that back to Romans yeah okay let me just jump in here no, tie go it back ahead. to Romans because again I don't think John's point is just merely the mechanics not just mechanics I I, th- I think the point is just like Paul points out in Romans if God gave his son for us, Will he not give us everything we need? Yes. And that's the thing. What did he do? Jesus came into the world as the propitiation, as the sacrifice, as the, as the mercy, as the atonement. Yeah, that's, yeah. And, and if, if he's going to do all of that, what is he not going to do to give us victory? Mm-hmm. He is the righteous one who is with the Father. Yeah. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's done all of this. Look what he's accomplished. Successfully. And he has already offered the sacrifice. What will he not do? Now, what I love about this is it's not just for you, but it's for the whole world. Well, he's the only one. Yeah. He's the only one. Nobody can have this strength from anything else. Mm-hmm. You cannot have the strength to overcome from Muhammad, from, from uh, Vishnu. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't have it anyplace else. You're not going to go out and just be a monk in the wilderness and get connected to nature and have this strength. The only place you have this strength and the victory to overcome is is with Jesus Christ the righteous. That's it. Yeah, it starts with him at the cross and it's continuing today as he is our paraclete, our advocate, even today. And I I know we're out of time, but if I can just make this one final statement to kind of try to sum it up, Andrew, and of course if you have to push back, fine. But I, I think the thing here is is that what John is pointing out is not don't sin, but if you do, don't worry, it'll be forgiven. You're in Jesus. It is don't sin, but if you do, don't quit. Yeah. Don't uh, don't quit trying. Don't quit. I mean, Christ. quit sinning. <laughs> okay, now I've said it wrong. Don't quit but, Christ. But don't quit Christ. Yeah. Don't give up in your attempt to walk in the light. Look, don't sin. But if you do, don't turn. Don't turn away from Jesus. Turn more into Jesus mm-hmm. because He is the strength that will give you victory to overcome. And and that's I think yeah. John's point here. Amen. Our great God and Father, we we are just um, grow in love with you day by day. We understand that your word warns us against sin, that there's terrible consequences for sin. Sin does terrible things. That If we would want to have the, the best life that you provide, we need to walk in your ways and respect your word, to walk in the light, Father, as you are in the light. 
And we are greatly encouraged because we know we messed that up. We are weak. We are frail. Uh, and, and, and we get misled. But what we learn in here in this scripture is that you don't give up on us, that we can turn to you and that there is a helper and an advocate in Christ who pays the price, who cleanses us, who makes us right, who leads us. And Father, we want to trust Christ today. Trust him, Father, to, to lift us up when we have fallen and to keep us walking again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.